interesting tack. They have to come back to it again, James. It's, it is three at the back, but not in conventional style. We'll come back to that because here are Wraith Rovers again! Oh, what is going on here at Stars Park? It's absolutely crazy. Sam Stanton to turn the game on its head once more. lost for words here it's just exceptional stuff and Wraith Rovers are heading back to the top of the table what a game of football this is you know Scott Brown's come on nice quick free kick Aiden Connolly another one and then Callum Smith they round it off and what a finish really cool finish from Sam Stanton and as you say the game has been flipped on its head flipped again and Rafe Rovers now back in the driving seat of this game. What a league this is. Tis the season to be jolly. Welcome, everybody, back into the Waverley living room for not quite the Christmas special, but a festive episode of the Tour Scottish Ramble. I am joined by my festive friends, Aaron Crow. Good day. And Donald Turville. All right. Lovely stuff, lads. Well... And Mikey Tucker. And myself. I'm here. What? Oh my god. Fucking hell. There's a surprise. <laughs> Tell you what, gents. There is one team who it truly tis the season for, and that is the team you heard scoring what could prove to be a legendary goal this season, uh, just at the top of the show there. And that's the boys from Kirkcaldy. Um, game of the season on Friday night it has to be said I think Aaron ah, no questions it was just that. it was just fascinating football from start to finish I don't think it was for Cody. Uh oh <laughs> they'll be dancing they'll be dancing <laughs> in the streets of Wraith tonight <laughs> as they said um, <laughs> it, yeah it really was uh, an absolutely epic game of football and it's it you know proves why we're all in this in this game of, of covering Scottish football because when it produces moments like that, you really remember the beauty of our game. Um, maybe the Premiership hasn't quite delivered the goods this season, but Championship, League One and League Two certainly are. Um, maybe even the Highland and Lowland League, which we'll get into a bit later on. Um, but first off, just a bit of general chit-chat. Aye. How's it going, Aaron? Very well, mate. Very well. Your beard's looking very tidy, ah, I, must, I must say. I trimmed it down. Yeah, yeah. Um, going to, to Spain over the festive period, so I thought I better know. Are you? Not, not look like a scruff. You're going to Spain? Uh, 26th. Oh, Feliz Navidad. So I thought I better look good for the... Uh, the missus. Missus's uh, rents. The in-laws. Going to be an absolute little troll. Enligalios. <laughs> Don't know if that's what it means. Nah, no idea. Um, I should know, but... What does Felith Navidad mean, Crow? Nah, it's Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> 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 Just like trying to catch you out. See where there's maybe a chink in the armour here or there. Only learnt that last year, to be fair. <laughs> For the song. Felith <laughs> Navidad. <laughs> so Excuse annoying. It's a crimbo song that gets skipped by myself, personally. Ah, um, every time. I, I skip them all. You heard my Christmas fucking playlist. <laughs> the Wombats. Yeah. Slipknot Christmas tune in that. <laughs> Jingle balls <laughs> by corn. <laughs> Jingle balls. Your, uh, I know what your Christmas tune is right now, Aaron. Even the waitresses. <laughs> yeah. Don brought that to my very merry ears at the weekend yeah. over a few shandies and a. What's your favourite? Favourite song? Full stop. Yeah, yeah. I, all I'm listening to is Fucking that. Right. Bah humbug. <laughs> What's yours right now, Don? 
Christmas song. Yeah. Um, also, the waitresses. I don't, well, it's obviously the um, the Pogues are the, the band at the moment. Oh, uh, don't yeah. Pogues it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is just the best Christmas song. Fair, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Over yourself. I'll bite my tongue on the fairy tale of New York because I know how popular it is. <laughs> um, but I do have uh, some scruples with that one. Like really? I said, I just can't be arsed with it. Basically, really? just uh, and the bells are ringing out. Like, well done. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't fit in your, uh, your hipster Christmas. Unfortunately, not. No, no. Yeah, Shane McGowan, private schooled. And from from yeah. fucking Cheshire or something like that, and he's like born in Kent. Born in Kent, yeah. Buried, buried in where was the Westminster Kent? Abbey, probably Eat, Eaton no, Graveyard. It was um, oh, I forget the name of the place now. Well, he's Dungy. like <laughs> <laughs> Tipperary. Tipper, yeah, sorry, the fields of Tipperary. <laughs> and he's like that down in the drunk tank, <laughs> and he's got a fucking private school in Kent. Not having it, Shane. Um, but rest, but rest in peace. <laughs> and he managed to keep that under wraps until his death. Nobody really talked about that until yeah. So there you go. Fraud exposed. Well, still, um, still a bloody good song. Yeah, it's oh, fair enough. I'll give you that. <laughs> oh, I was cracked. That is a good song, but I just can't be arsed with it. Um, yes. <laughs> so uh, Scottish football. What uh, what an episode we have today. Ooh. Just before we we nearly break up for Christmas. Um, next week we'll be doing our Christmas special. Yes. Um, so everybody, get your get your suggestions in. Voice any notes. any contributors, get the voice notes in. We'll be we'll be touching them uh, touching them out. Touch it. <laughs> We're gonna touch y'all. Yeah. Uh, sending the feelers out uh, for for potential people to come and and maybe do a wee bit uh, on the Christmas special. So let's call this the Christmas Eve uh, yeah. podcast, shall we? Uh, on our Christmas Eve podcast, we've got uh, Robin Veldman uh, leaving Q- uh, QPR, not QPR, QP, just QPS. <laughs> Done that before the podcast as well. <laughs> yeah. um, Hugh Dallas. Let's hear from Hugh Dallas, mm. shall we? Not heard from him in a while. Wow. Uh, and obviously, uh, St. Johnston looking to sell. Uh, that's news to me. Um, Jeff Brown uh, put out a statement this week on X. Twitter, mm. um, talking about how he's looking to sell and he's not had any offers that have come close. Uh, that's just quite an interesting point of discussion, maybe. Obviously, we had the Livy owner change earlier in the season two, uh, so we can maybe just have a look at, at that sort of level of things for a change. Uh, and then, of course, we'll get into the meat and potatoes. Are we cup final preview? We'll hear from the captain. Uh, and then we'll talk about our feel-good and feel-bad stories of the season before previewing some of the weekend's fixtures. Aaron. Mikey. Take it away, baby. the studio once again i tell you what lads this time of year there's just something in the air something sumptuous yeah you get a bit reflective maybe after a few sherries at the christmas table 
Um, you know, some people hate it, some people love it. I think you just got to buy right into the whole thing, otherwise you are going to inevitably hate it. Yeah. Get the tree up, get the lights up, even if you can't be arsed, and then afterwards you'll be like, you know what? Let's just fucking enjoy it. Aye. It's the end of the year. Get your shopping done early. More importantly, it's halfway through the Scottish football season, um, which I find more interesting, personally. Um, we've had some amazing storylines developing, uh, and this is the time of year when those storylines really start to take shape. Um, forget all your St Mirren being third and your Motherwell's being good this season. Motherwell are fucking shite. <laughs> it seems St Mirren are all right, nowhere near as good as thought uh, as folk maybe thought they were. Um, this is where you know teams really come into their own and the season gets properly defined around this time of year, I, I think. Uh, and one thing that might define uh, Queen's Park season is them letting go of their manager, Robin Veldman, who actually, uh, he resigned, could have been uh, the old jump before pushed methods, potentially. Didn't work out in the end for the Dutch Dynamo, uh, the experiment down there at Hamden, uh, Aaron. No, um, thoughts on that? Didn't like it whatsoever. In no. the end, uh, I mean, I think you're right there. I think this could be a very important moment for Queen's Park. Crucial. Um looked at his statistics coming into this the last time that they won a game of football oh no was the 9th of September oh man against Bala Town oh, <laughs> that is so bad last time they won in a the league, challenge cup uh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 yeah. the yeah. last time they won a league game was the 19th of August oh my against Arbro god so that's what one two three four months quick maths there since they've won a league game that is absolutely which is crazy that is crazy i thought he was doing much better than that i I think think. it's just the perception of him being dutch and trying to play fancy football just gives you like a little bit more leeway for people scrutinizing you um when you ever see a foreign manager in in a lower league club they just get a bit more credence because you think i must be there for some sort of reason and the reason usually is that they're just full of fucking nonsense by the looks of it. Get someone in. I've seen some of the names bobbing oh, about. I'm have you terrified. seen them? I'm terrified to look at the names. Oh. Let me have a, have a have stab a, have a at some like, of them. I don't the know. first article that pops up. Uh, I love it. Paul Hartley? Nah, nah. Fair enough. Scott Brown. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> love that shout. And Charlie Mulgrew. Why is Paul Hartley not on that list? Who's he managing right now? Charlie Mulgrew Charlie Scott, Mulgrew yeah. sorry I was Charlie Mulgrew Scott Brown um, two crazy names that are at the top of the top of the pile for yeah, them yeah oh, Hartley's still managing Cove obviously uh, for some reason I thought he'd been let go but fact check yeah that is a fact check <laughs> um, fucking hell Charlie Mulgrew that is insane I honestly. think that's a bit of a bit of a gamble that obviously his first managerial post that would be well it was Robin Veldman's as well technically uh, Robin Veldman had managed Anderlecht before but only for six games right so and you know interim manager sort of thing he won three of those six so it doesn't look too bad his, his record there um but then at Queen's Park just like I think they maybe gave him time like you said because he was Dutch um because it's like okay he's trying to stamp some kind of authority mm. some kind of philosophy or style of football on the club um, obviously they had the director of football who was also Dutch mm. who then fucked off to Ajax recently yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just I, I don't know what this this idea is that Queen's Park have tried to put in place this this sort of Dutch experiment um, it's obviously it's obviously failed uh, massively he, he's won uh, he's won five games out of 21 
that is Robin Veldman's record four draws and 12 losses yeah that is absolutely atrocious nah. um, a, a Scottish manager would have been given his jotters way sooner probably um, and that's not to, to say that like oh um, that they, they they did get privilege I think because of the Dutch thing but more so because of this idea of like he's from Anderlecht he's from a big club he's trying to put his mark um, and you're very hesitant to let go of that kind of experiment it's similar to Stephen Glass really to be mm, honest for Aberdeen mm. just to draw that comparison you know they've, they've put obviously a lot of faith and they've probably put a lot of money and, and had his vision steering the club for their next step Queen's Park are in this you know this place where their next step is only becoming the, the top flight yeah and having a, a Dutch guy playing this philosophy of football and having this vision in place probably was something that they saw being the the pathway in to yeah. the top flight yeah and it's just dramatically backfired after they were so close um just last season not so close but they they look like a team that could go up and maybe would go up in the very near future um at the end of the day you know this like you said this is this is crucial they, they have to get this right otherwise they could be staring down the barrel of, of relegation queen's yeah. park they really yeah. could um i just don't really know where they go from here you can't get you can't get another experimental manager in at this point but then again do you really want to get an ian mccall or a jim mcintyre in because that seems so uninspiring from where they have been already you know this forward-thinking club that's trying to be different and exciting now suddenly that's blown up and now what do you do where do you reach for now like scott brown scott brown scott brown would probably be a good Brown, i think would get people he knows the Scottish game inside point, out. Yeah. You'd be fired up for it. He's a, a big name going to certain places. And obviously, I don't know about much of his tacticians when he was at Fleetwood Town, but I think he would be a, a good appointment to bring in. Try and st- no one's expecting anything now that the season's done for them, potentially. for No one's expecting them to go on this gigantic winning spree and start doing this and no. the next thing. But it's plausible in that league. But how bad they're looking right now, yeah. I think bring someone in to... to as our favourite word consolidate and then go again next season with the, the vision they've got in place well that's the thing it's like now this was their vision and now that's all that's basically been ripped up the script has been totally burnt alive uh, from a Queen's Park point of view from where they were in August to now um, already lost one member of staff uh, going to, to Holland and now you've lost your manager and it's just like this whole, the whole operation has fallen apart brick by brick uh, and now you're halfway through the season and you have to rebuild it really fucking fast otherwise uh, I'm not saying that our Broth or Morton are going to be particularly uh, getting hot anytime soon I don't think they will but uh, at some point you're, you you just have to keep winning otherwise you're going to slip into the muck and mm. then who knows what can happen um, and it's always a dangerous road you see with clubs that spend a lot of money um, we don't know exactly if Queen's Park have spent over their limits or, or anything like that but when clubs spend a lot and uh, recruit heavily and then get up to this position when they get relegated it tends to be a very muddy old slope all mm. the way back to league two and beyond yeah um so so god knows um what what's going to happen there but they basically need to sort it fast and scott brown i think scott brown would be a great appointment personally but like, i can't i just can't see it like fleetwood town to, to queen's park does it really make sense <laughs> how have you done that i Scott don't know <laughs> i don't know um one one thing before we quickly move on though uh like this whole thing about getting robin veldman in to play good fo- football 
that I, that's a total myth i think it's is just it like well i don't know it's just is it just because he's dutch and you think yeah. johan cruyff yeah he's just like oh he's playing total football i mean dutch football is renowned for being the nice nice football the isn't pioneering it? it was like the pioneering football of like the 70s and 80s yeah uh, in europe and um like it's still got that reputation nowadays i've watched a couple of queen's park games fucking honking they are <laughs> they are so shit yeah. going forward they've got really good players all across the park but um that's what's that's what has kept them in games it's not the style of football it's definitely yeah. not the style of football because no. uh, it's hard to put that in place so in, in that division isn't it like to try and play out for the back and play yeah. fancy football or if they even do play fancy football but i have heard things from them that they do get caught out quite a bit yeah and it does backfire for them just play a good old style dick campbell football that's for it. our bro that's you know what i mean that works in the championship it, you don't i don't know nice football might work i mean i'm playing a a diamond a wide diamond with my east fife fm career so. <laughs> that's not the championship league one's easier out. to do that right. league two no right. fuck me fact check, check. yeah <laughs> uh, great stuff okay so uh, and then the next item we're gonna have a wee look at um mr hugh dallas remember him everybody maybe not Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe you not. Do. Maybe you do. There's only one Dallas I know, and that's Bo Dallas. <laughs> that's the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> um, yeah, so Hugh Dallas, ex-Scottish official, um, who now is the head of referee education in Turkey. How's he done that? So eh? random. Absolutely mental. Must, like, it, must have need a hair transplant. Right. Stuck <laughs> that's out there. the only possible reason. <laughs> it's not quite the same, but it's like when you saw uh, Willie Collum referee in in the Champions League mm. like it was the Champions yeah, League yeah 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 he has it's like how has he gotten a gig there Aye. and how the fuck has Hugh Dallas gotten a gig heading up uh, Turkey's referee education uh, god knows hair transplant maybe <laughs> uh, I think it's quota uh, filling it's tokenism <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> um, yeah so the reason we bring that up is because you might have seen it um, at the weekend a Turkish official was uh, punched in the face um, by Ankara Guku Club president <laughs> after conceding a 97th minute equaliser to Kaiku Rijispor um, at the weekend there um, and was then proceeded to get battered on the floor basically by um, I think it was the, the coaching staff um, and, and some club officials basically beat down on the ref who was then pictured in a neck brace <laughs> in the hospital <laughs> um, with the doctor saying um, he doesn't have brain damage at least well there's a win then fuck it <laughs> that's fucked um, up hey. and what Hugh Dallas is saying over there um, is basically referees put their lives at risk nowadays when mm. they go out to, to referee matches what was they doing in Turkey but... old firm oh yeah like but have we seen anything like that here maybe not on, on that level but you certainly see the same level of, of abuse yes. and threats you know um, uh, Hugh Dallas himself got pelted by a coin in an old firm match uh, and then um, had his home vandalized and threats sent through his door um, death threats set through his door all, all that all that jazz um, you know everyone loves to get on onto refs and stuff like that but like that is absolutely mental you can't be doing your job and then get hooked and then continue to get battered when you're on the floor <laughs> like, you just can't that just can't happen in any working oh, environment full by stop. the club president yeah, nonetheless do you imagine that happening in Scotland like on the field like I know the old firm's bad because of all the 
the fans who do things after the match but genuinely just imagine that happening on the field yeah that's just inconceivable to yeah. see something like that absolutely insane um, you, you like to think it's inconceivable in this country but I suppose you, yeah. you do never know do you that's the thing is it's just like Turkey is known for being this insane country um, with mental fans and mental derbies and, and all the rest of it but Scotland's Scotland's kind of similar in that regard a lot of uh, we all look overseas and think oh that looks fucking mental they 100% look over here and go that's absolutely mental as well mm. uh, obviously when they see Celtic and Rangers but maybe take a trip to the Monklands and have a look at Airdrie Albion <laughs> you'll see something else that's a bit mental yeah. to be honest because um, the, the abuse and the um, the sort of you call it passion but the the, the aggression is is prevalent mm. everywhere in Scottish football as well and it's something I don't um, you know I'm not putting down at all I love that it's one of the things I love the most about the game um, but like you do have to have a bit of discussion about um, there's there's especially this season because of VAR there's a lot of frustration and anger at referees m- more so maybe than ever before at the moment across all the leagues in Europe yeah you're right I think a lot of people are beginning to resent referees a lot because when we brought VAR in it was meant to be like right everything's cleansed now we're going to have all the right decisions everything's going to be hunky-dory and it's obviously not ended up like that even remotely Um, we still have loads of bad decisions being made we still come to incorrect conclusions on certain decisions and it's built up more resentment towards referees which ultimately has built up more frustration yeah unfortunately even more abuse is getting hurled their ways um and it's hard to how do you intervent that yeah i mean everyone i've hurled so much abuse at referees and i think that's it's almost part of the game from within the stand you know it is part of the game it's yeah, obviously it's, not gonna hear it's part of the yeah. referee's job but if you're going up to them physically assaulting them physically it's fucking way uh, way different them, yeah yeah i think it's different and out of out with of the 90 minutes of the game of football you know it's different to abuse a referee what the hell are you doing ref and all the rest of it referees are wanker you're but, a clown yeah, yeah. um <laughs> you're a clown <laughs> remember that boy <laughs> you're a clown what game was that livy livingston falkirk at, at abenvale on our first ever tour yes. and there was this livy fan who just throughout the game was just honking away behind <laughs> us honking and honking he just kept going you're a clown <laughs> ref you're a clown <laughs> everyone was a clown the players were clowns the ref was a clown the two of them were clowns <laughs> <laughs> he was the manager of Livy back then Martindale he was he was leading the bloody clown brigade who was the manager oh, what's his Martindale's name? Uh, the, the assistant to Martindale oh no Martindale was the assistant to him sorry what the fuck was his name again oh can Google beat you that is the big question there's definitely a, a Jamesy e. Max screaming this into the microphone, <laughs> into the into the phone somewhere right now. Oh, nah, I can't. Eat, I can't eat for the life of me. I remember he's done the double, does he not? He brought them up and then brought them up again, and then he left at the start of the season. David Hopkin. Ah, boom. That's it, that's yeah, it. yeah. I was like Kenny Miller. Remember when Kenny Miller <laughs> oh, yeah, took charge? Yeah, yeah. Hopkin left at the start of the season. Yeah, and everyone was so confused why. And Miller had like four games in there. Yeah, <laughs> pissed he, off. Yeah, yeah. He playing up front as well. Kenny yeah, he was. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's David Hopkin doing now? So that was thumb up his arse at air. <laughs> Prick. Why would you do that? Honestly, I, I can't. There must have been some kind of reason yeah, that I'm forgetting. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll talk a bit more about the VAR and the ref thing later on because um, our friend the captain might have a thing or two to say on that himself. Um, and the final item on the news today, um, St. Johnston owner Jeff Brown looking to sell the club 
Um, but he put out a statement saying no one has come close to an offer that would make him consider uh, selling St. Johnston. I mean, it's a bit of a random statement to make. It's like, I'm selling, but I'm not really selling. Like, I don't I don't know what the need in that is. Surely everybody knows, In the anyone that's in the football club market knows that St. Johnston are up for sale. So I don't really know why you need to put an offer out saying, you know, no one's actually, no one's come close to our valuation yet because there wasn't really news about it anyway. Mm. It just seems like a bit of a random time and a bit of a random thing to come out just as the club seems to be gaining momentum. Yeah, it's kind of like a really weird thing to put out. It doesn't, it's like, why are you implying you want out and you're, I, I just don't really know. It doesn't make sense at all because you've just brought in Craig Levine. There's a bit of solidarity there That's now it, yeah. with the team moving up the league. But then is that something maybe Craig Levine's had a word with him about that he doesn't like the way that he's running the football club and thinks it's maybe time for him to move on and let some new owners in? That could well be be the case. Um, St. Johnson haven't been particularly run magnificently since their, their cup double. Mm-hmm. Um, selling players on and not really bringing anyone in of note. Um, Managerial-wise, I mean, they, they brought in McLean, yeah. which was just a cheap yeah, option. Yeah. Um, and it feels like now they've finally started to maybe turn, the Levine bring thing. In Levine. The stars have kind of aligned for yeah. them a little bit here, um, but it's just it's just so it's so random. I mean, I, you don't know how extensive their recruitment process was because it was like Craig Levine was not linked with the St Johnston job at all, yeah. and then he was all of a sudden, and then it was just like, oh my god, he's gonna. It was Martindale. Yeah, it was definitely gonna be Martindale, and then all, all of a sudden, here comes Craig Levine um, to to sort of take them. So I, I wonder if Levine maybe. Um, I'm not saying he reached out to them necessarily, but I wonder if he maybe had his eye drawn by that job a little bit, mm. and it was a kind of a mutual thing, less than him being courted by St Johnston. Because yeah. there's nothing about it. Yeah. Uh, beforehand, um, so uh, with like the Levine thing, obviously Callum Davidson, but once again that was like in-house stuff. Um, St Johnston, I'm not saying they've been lucky, but I don't think they've been run very well. Not at all. Basically. Not, not at all. As I said, I think they've moved players on and then what have they done with that money? How, where's that money really gone? No. Like, they sold that team that they had. They sold Rooney, uh, Kerr, Callum Booth went to Bury, I remember as yeah, well. Yeah, Ali yeah. McCann, all these players went on for like quite decent money and it's just not been invested. Certainly not been invested in the team. You look at their starting eleven no. right now. It's... it's, it's it's shite yeah, to be yeah, fair yeah. there's it no great. being around the bush and there's other stuff they've maybe invested in and around the club I'm not really sure have you seen any difference in McDermott Park no over your whole lifetime not at all um, and the St Johnston fans will know that as well you know it's just like St Johnston seem like they're a, they're kind of stuck a little bit behind all the other clubs um, I'm going to just use St Mirren as an example when uh, they used to they used to give like two and a half stands to away fans uh, not just old firm just anyone that would sort of fill those stands that would take those stands um to guarantee uh, gates and to guarantee those tickets uh st johnston uh, now st Mirren don't do that and their attendances are up um they have one stand for the away fans um st Mirren park is generally almost sold out every weekend right now uh, and mainly by st Mirren fans um which even look back the years when st Mirren have been up in the top flight years before and playing the old firm and the ground is nowhere near full to capacity mm-hmm. Um, they've basically been run really well St Mirren and the fans um, are reaping the rewards for that right now increased attendances better squad better manager uh, higher in the table all all that stuff Um, St Johnston who had so much they've basically had their golden period and are on a decline from it like so quickly they've not managed to capitalise on it at all Um, and I just feel bad for the St Johnston fans who have seen their club go from 
um, literally leading Scottish football um, in, in honours over the past decade to like potentially getting relegated this season. I don't think they will anymore, but like it's just a sad a sad uh, story a sad decline really yeah it's, it's such a shame and you see that as well like after an example can draw to Leicester winning the the Premier League and then they managed to you know again be up at the table yeah. again be up at the table I know they got relegated challenged in Europe but and they stuff. were, they yeah, were yeah. decent in Europe and whatnot, and they had a really good go at it and had a great great few years yeah. um, up in the top flight and St Johnson just immediately plummeted yeah. finished 11th the year after like almost went out to well they beat Inverness 4-0 in the second leg but almost went out in the playoffs to the championship then they had a mediocre time of it last year finishing like ninth or 10th yeah, something yeah, like that yeah. and then this year they've managed to luckily salvage Craig Levine because they were on a one way track and the they fucking short poo they were doomed like, yeah 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 um I just I just don't think that, that um, the Browns because it's Jeff Brown and his son that run them uh, I don't Stephen Brown actually Stephen Stephen Brown. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just don't think that they've they've uh, capitalised at all on that era. And you look at the attendances at McDermott Park; it's just like fucking hell. Perth's like a city. Perth, is like, come on, lads. Uh, You're still giving like two two and a half stands to Celtic fans, and you still can't sell out one and a half stands. Mm. Like that goes beyond catchment area and all that bullshit pressure is massive there's there's more than enough st johnston fans to fill two if not three of those stands yeah, we've seen that when they were playing in europe yeah all the fans exactly the woodwork and that's what i was meaning like at the start of that season they they, they could have as you said capitalized on that there was so much hype around st johnston the fans were all involved the, the stadium was filled out season tickets were at their highest yeah it just all went to it just feels like they, that Galatasaray game was like okay we gave the Galatasaray thing a go we gave Europe a wee go back, let's go back to being St Johnston now yeah that's exactly what it was like they then had their other shot at that Linz team that LES yeah 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 the Austrian, Austrian team mob. and then as you say it's like right we've had our, we've had our moment winning winning some title is um, let's focus fucking... on like tightening up the purse strings again ah. and, and saving money and stuff like that you, you, you have to take risks I think when you when you kind of find yourself at the it's top of the mountain well, simple, yeah exactly um, to be fair after that discussion the sooner that Jeff Brown gets tabled an offer maybe the better to be honest <laughs> I've just totally <laughs> totally rinsed the cunt <laughs> um, what value do you think St Johnston um, would be worth just out of interest ballpark figure <laughs> pro rata um, how much would St Johnston be worth 10 mil that's what I was going to guess a cool 10, 15 mm. maybe more slightly more 17 mm. mil uh, that's quite a lot for, for that Ken for, for whatever that is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually I don't really know to be honest Craig Levine Andy Kirk <laughs> Andy Kirk <laughs> yeah the rights to Perth <laughs> the keys to Perth keys to the city yeah yeah it says here they're putting a 10 million I think this might just be their value of their squad to be fair um, but apparently on transfer market it says that their total market value which I think is just the squad 7.95 mil which is pretty shit to be honest nah, and um, even still who the fuck's making up who that? is yeah Sven Sprangler <laughs> making up a good two and a half of that Dimitar Mitov it's only two boys fair that are actually play, fair play. He's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Future Ravy's a laugh. Uh, great stuff. Uh, okay, anything to add on any of those news items there, Aaron? No, I think we've um, ticked them all off yeah, yeah. sufficiently. Tick, tick, tick. Um, it was a ring ting tinkling of sleigh bells. <laughs> Little Tom McCall heard a chap on his window. 
great stuff. Okay. We're going to segue into something. Well, uh, no, no. <laughs> Just do it a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll continue the bit. Little Tom McCall with a little chapping on his window. Here comes Santa with some meat and potatoes. Inside the meat and potatoes, we had a cup final preview. Rangers Aberdeen and Mount Florida. What Christmas magic! And we're back. Woo! Cup final time, baby. First honour of the season on the table. Oh, fuck. It's a big one, that's for sure. For me. It is a big one for you, Mikey. How are you feeling for that? Um, Like we've got a real chance. Um, Obviously, um, I think every Aberdeen fan almost thinks we're going to win, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the feeling in the air. It just feels like we're going to win for some reason. Everything is set up for us to win. Mm. It feels like, you know, these are the games where we all inevitably perform. I would honestly be more confident if we'd lost against Hearts, yeah. weirdly. Yeah. <laughs> um, the games where we win at Hamden are always the ones where people least expect us to win. The ones where we're expected to give them a go, aka the Brendan Rodgers finals, we always got swept in them. Yeah. Um, normally, uh, well, 3-0 one of them, and then there was the Johnny Hayes, Tom Rogic just before extra time one obviously but that's like my experiences of cup finals really at Hamden um, this is Felipe Clement's Rangers who look just as dog shit as Michael Beale's Rangers mm. maybe slightly better yeah slightly better but like let's be honest I I honestly think in a league where um, there wasn't so much of a psychological block around playing the old firm Rangers could easily finish third or fourth. Like, they're that bad. Honestly, they are not a good team. I, it's like playing use or hearts in a final. Yeah. Less like playing Celtic. I think Rangers um, Rangers have been a lot more like Rangers of old with uh, Clement in, involved. Like, obviously, he's unbeaten. Um, I know. Which That's is what we annoying. haven't seen with Beale. And it feels like, you know, they've been getting a, a few lucky wins here and there. But, you know, when teams do things like this, it just means there's something good in the air that yeah. they've got the belief to be able to win games. He's just, um, just Rangers in them up. Like, uh, they're just they feel They feel a, a lot like a, a proper Rangers team again. And they feel a lot more hard to beat. Yeah. And just the way the Dons have been. As you say, like, I think if Dons had not won that game against the Jambos at the weekend there would have been even less talk about them like not that there's a great deal of talk about the Dons right now but there's absolutely none it's I mean, all on Rangers ah, it absolutely is and, and it's hard to believe better it. that way it is honestly it is. it is it is better that way <laughs> it is um, it's just hard to believe that I was looking at the Hearts that Hearts win was your first win since yeah. beating Hibs yeah. in that that's semi-final mental. that's as it that's mental. absolutely crazy it just shows you like the levels of, of inconsistency um, like we're so bad on our bad days but we're actually brilliant on our good days when, when they rarely come about uh, and that's why I'm a bit like sketchy after the Hearts game because it's like oh god we rarely have two of those in a row mm. kind of thing um, I, I still think that because of the occasion um, we'll, we'll turn up uh, a lot of the time I've said this a few times on the podcast where um, when you play in a different competition it's almost like wiping the slate clean yeah. it's like wiping the you wipe the form table clean and it's just like the two teams going at it again um, I think that is why we've done so well in the cups is because there's no hangover from oh shit we need to win this one now yeah. there's no league hangover there's no European um, like you're not just playing a European game three days before or whatever. Yeah. it's usually spaced out um, 
so it's kind of a chance for the players to just go and play without anything except from just play a game of football and see who comes out on top that's why we've gotten to the final because our team is actually really good um but they just are so bad when we're bad uh and like listen there's there's absolutely no chance that we have a bad day at least at Hampton. Mm, mm. we might we might get beat but i don't think we're gonna play as badly as we have killy away etc no you can't and i think that's just the maybe the the lack of experience of the the team in general just went going having to carry that mental loads of yeah. the league and playing game after game after game they're just not yeah they're not set up to be able to deal with that no. but as you say when they have these one-off games in Pauk and they have these games where they're 2-0 down in Helsinki and, and the, the game against Hibs albeit they weren't great they still win it and won with 10 men um, on that and I yeah, think there's yeah. positives there for, for the Dons Danilo's on IR he's not looking yeah. great they've got, a, out. they've got a huge game against Betis this week uh, I think in two days time which is sort of a must win for them it's going to be a very taxing game for them and it's actually going to be the, the cup final is going to be their sixth game in 18 days Rangers. so that's you know so there's a, there's a lot of things on, on that front that, that look that swing in Don's favour there are um, but I mean I'm saying this now I I am confident but at the, at the end of the day Rangers will be favourites going into it um, 100% they, like I could I can see it going that way I can see a 1-0 maybe a 2-1 I can't see us getting blown away by any any stretch at all. Um, it's going to require Rangers to be super dogged. They're not a flashy team, Rangers. Um, and I don't know if this is Clement's style or if it's just what they've had to do to sort of win these games. But that's how they've won these games. The Hearts game uh, last week is a, a perfect example of how Rangers have been winning these games. Mm. Um, they get loads of chances and, and take one of them <laughs> out of like 20 chances but they they do create a lot um, but they're also like really um, determined and, and tenacious and dogged and they, and they muck in and they, they hang about they're, they're more they're closer to what I imagine a hearts team to actually be like mm. um, they're not they're not particularly uh, sexy or cool or there's there's no players that you look at and go oh there's the guy who's gonna do who's gonna just produce a moment of magic yeah. or or pull the rabbit out of the hat it, it's very much like you know the ball comes in deflects off of Rubicic's arse and into Danilo's path yeah. if he was playing he's not playing but um, you know th- th- there you go like who do they start then Dessers up yeah, top yeah exactly Lammers Aye. like Lammers is is barely uh, a premiership calibre for any team let yeah. alone Rangers like he's would he do a job in the championship honestly would he no, I, don't I don't know, know. he like, probably would because of his physicality just, but he's, he's so bad he's, he's very so, unfit so like very unfit he looks unfit yeah um, he reminds me of uh, that Hearts guy that they signed a few years ago who wasn't actually fit well Levine signed and then Levine criticised in a press conference saying oh, that he had I remember, he, I remember he rinsed him Ukrainian guy I think uh, or something I do remember Jamie Cowan be snapping that uh, one yeah, off yeah like, 100% um, so I, I just think that um, Aberdeen have a lot to be confident for um, looking into this final and it's going to be a, it's going to be a very uh, chaotic Hamden um, atmosphere I, I didn't expect you to be as positive as what you are so I'm a bit uh, taken aback yeah, yeah. by that to be fair I, just, I didn't know are the, uh, the Aberdeen boys all I think we all are I think we all think that you know it's a cup final it's a very winnable cup final I, I, I've not seen Aberdeen in a winnable cup final uh, since the Inverness one when we won it last yeah. at the League Cup Um every other one um, every single other one has been against Celtic that we've been in I believe um, so we are the, this time next week 
Play some of these cuts back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can. Yeah, we Three no Rangers, like <laughs> no, no chance. Um, but yeah, I mean, one thing that has to be mentioned is it's it's absolute bollocks. The um, the split, the, not the split. The split, like I can live with that, that now. Nineteen and a half thousand dons sold out like that. <laughs> you know, if they had given us fifty-fifty, we would have had it. We would have sold it out fifty-fifty. Um, but what is annoying is the two promoting the game. You got oh, Scott Arfield as a Rangers man, and Scott Brown as the Aberdeen man. <laughs> you taking the piss? You taking the absolute piss? That is like that is just too. That's crazy. That is, that is way so... too far. Who would you have had it instead? For the Dons, um, I probably would, Scott Arfield can't be the Rangers one for a start. How is he the Rangers okay. one? Um, that's terrible. Just get Russell Anderson involved in there. Russell Anderson, I love him, <laughs> but he Severin. is so boring. Russell Anderson is the worst pundit that I've ever really? seen. He's crap. He's so dull. Mate, stick to oil and gas or whatever. <laughs> stick to fucking welding pipes, whatever the businesses you've got. Cadger. Russell Cadger. That's his real name. Is it? Yeah. Well, Not Anderson at why all. Why is that? I don't know. Just how's he got away with that? I have no idea. Russell <laughs> Cadger. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Smithy in Aberdeen corporate once, and uh, Inverness at home actually. I think it was the Scottish Cup, and we're watching from our box. Here's the door creak behind us. Turn around. There's Russ. He just goes, "Evening, boys." <laughs> oh my fucking god! It's Russell Anderson. I remember that. Actually. I think that was the Beaverback days. Knickers. Yeah, it was. It was the Beaverback days. Oh god. Um, <laughs> barely remember any for those days uh, <laughs> too drunk absolutely nuts uh, Russell Russell Cadge just in behind us uh, but yeah I mean I don't know who I would have but just, come on Scott Brown uh, can't be Scott Brown. yeah Rangers pundit maybe are we uh, I don't know what's, what's Loudrup up to these days uh, what's Davy Weir up to these days ah, you know get one of the get one of the actual boys <laughs> oh it's him uh, you know instead of these tired old faces or just like Davy Weir up to these days God knows honestly um, coaching Easter House's Lily under 15s or something. <laughs> um, I think I think that uh, the game will be um, it'll be a pretty turgid game of football in my opinion, um, with neither side being able to really break through quite a midfield battle. So it's going to come down to who can control that midfield more. Obviously, the rumours come out this week as well that Connor Barron's off to Rangers and has signed a pre-contract. Really? Or is signing a pre-contract in January? Right. Um, who are we playing this week? Oh yeah, Rangers. So there is that too. Every time. I've seen as well, fucking the Miovsky rumor to Celtic and some shite like that. As it well. always happens. Always happens this time yeah, of year. Yeah, yeah, Sure, when Hibs were playing them, like we were playing Celtic um, a couple of years ago with Jack Ross when he before he got sacked. Yeah. And there's the same thing about Nisbet's going to Celtic. All that shite. Standard. So Just, apparently Miovsky's not going to be sold in January. So that's quite a positive. Um, but we'll see what happens. Obviously, I don't know if Baron has agreed anything or whatever. Um, but he's been so he's been so so good for us this season that it would be really gutting if that is the case. Uh, I hope it's not true, um, but that could explain why he's been benched recently. Um, essentially, it's going to come down to the midfield battle um, for both teams. Can Shinny find form? Will he even start? Shinny has been like it's it's undeniable how much he's declined actually this season. Um, so we're gonna we really need someone like that to, to step up I think up. Shinny has been decent in, from what I've seen I've actually quite liked watching Shinny I've only watched the bigger games yeah. this year and I just feel like he's someone that obviously I'm not as uh, watching Dalton yeah. as closely as you but Shinny I think someone that's just 
knows Aberdeen. He and, does. And also, he's just so fired up. And this is a perfect game for him to be mucking in, in the middle. He knows. Just getting stuck. Because yeah. he was annoying as fuck against Hibs in that semi. Yeah. Like, there's no denying that. He knows exactly what it means to play for Aberdeen, which is great. Um, and he gets the fans fired up and stuff. But he doesn't get the fans fired up when he loses possession every five minutes. Mm. And he's like... But you're not going to have as much possession against Rangers. So I think having him running true. here, there and everywhere and inspiring yeah. other lads around them. Yeah, yeah. must have. That's a good fun. point. Um, yeah, I just I don't know. He, he seems like he's he seems like he's um, a bit of a a wild ball. Just kind of he's he's got no base. He's mm-hmm. just kind of running about the midfield yeah. with no purpose. Yeah. Just trying to tackle people. That's how it seems. Like the old Shinny had lo- loads of conviction and did that, but he knew what he was doing. Yeah. He wasn't just chasing folk down needlessly. And that's kind of what it, what it seems like he's doing this season. Because I mean, he's got no one else beside him. Clarkson. Mm-hmm. Clarkson's a bit of a, a wet fish. Um, got his first goal he got his first goal obviously and, and he said um, just before we close out the cup final preview he fired a warning to Rangers actually this Ooh. week he said I didn't sign to I uh, didn't sign for Aberdeen to not win cups <laughs> <laughs> read what you will into that I think he wants to win a cup um, should have joined Hibs last <laughs> Monty Ball especially Monty Ball on the up mate uh, lovely stuff um, so we will close out this preview um, hopefully will be my feel good story of the season uh, come Sunday uh, looking forward to watching that affair um, but now we will hear from the captain who has his own feel good stories to discuss with us and his villain of the season as he's called it uh, so yes Captain Jamesy over to you Welcome back to the Captain's Corner so my question was who is my story of the season so far so I think we have to give a honourable mention to Duncan Ferguson and Cali Thistle and just sh- basically show you how sometimes things go a bit stale and when you get the right appointment, you can rejuvenate the fans, the club and everything and they're on the upward trajectory. But for me, it just cannot be ignored how well Wraith Rovers are doing. You know, They've been so far, so long in that division and... They've done so much off the park. They've basically, after the whole Goodwill incident, they stripped everything back. They're doing things that the cl- the fans are happy about. They're making so many good um, signings on the pitch and they're playing good football as well. So Wraith Rovers is my story of the season so far and long may it continue. My villain, however, uh, it was kind of tough to be honest it's between two and I think unfortunately it stays more in the premiership um, and my option was between the TV because you know it's just getting even worse now that there's no more BT Sport it's only Celtic Rangers Via plays doing terribly as well but I have to say VAR this season I think unfortunately for the referees they've confused they're trying to re-referee um, the games and I genuinely believe and I said this for a long time that if you were to make the referees full time as in give them a full time job as a referee they'd be so much better and I feel that it's just a matter of time before we can transition there because you, you even look at England they're still making mistakes but at least they have the full time people can you imagine doing your stressful 9 to 5 job and then you have to referee in front of 60,000 or something like this. Very well said, Captain, well, I think, yeah. Some fair points in there. Enemy is the TV. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> Bring back in... newspapers and a fireplace. <laughs> That's the world Jamesy belongs in. 
James E would have like conquered Scotland if he'd been born in the 1800s. I can imagine like, that. He would have been like a factory owner, like one of the <laughs> first industrialists or something like that. The Lee Mark owner. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, I mean, as we said, great points there. Thanks, thanks, Captain. Uh, we'll start maybe on the ref thing just quickly there, what he ended on. Links back to our point earlier. Uh, yeah, so like referees in Scotland aren't even full-time refs. Um, part-time, you know, Hugh, uh, Willie, uh, Willie Collins, uh, an RE teacher. Is he? Yeah. Uh, not, not a ref, but Douglas Ross, obviously. Douglas Ross, a linesman who's an MP. An MP and an MSP. It's just mental. Um, like you probably see like refereeing then as your well, you will see it as your as your second gig. A hobby, basically. Aye, but to like us watching it week in week out, these people are some of the most important and influential people in, in a the whole sporting sport. Context, in the aye. whole sport. Um, like you, your reaction there, and like you weren't even aware that, that that's mental. Yeah. You know, it makes sense now because I remember one time I was out driving my Just Eat car, and I, I looked to my left, and oh, what's his name was managing uh, one of the referees jogging past me. Bobby like, Madden. Nah, it wasn't Bobby. The guy with its black hair. Um, can't remember the top of my head. Andrew Dallas. Not Andrew Dallas. The other. Oh, one. Uh, Kevin Clancy. Yeah, that's exactly who it is. Kevin Clancy's just running down Lothian Road. <laughs> like, it's twelve o'clock on a Wednesday yeah, afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Like, What's he up to? Again. Should he be at Hamden doing some uh, referee stuff? Should he be a yeah, captain? no. I mean, it's it's not a well-known thing that the refs aren't full-time in Scotland at all, um, and that definitely contributes to the level of bad officiating that you see. And then, like Jamesy says, his his villain, his his feel bad story, whatever is is VAR because. Um, the refs are trying this this new system that they're not obviously comfortable and familiar with, making loads of mistakes, which has led to more fan frustration than ever before, which then leads to events like what you saw basically in Turkey yeah. at, at the weekend there. Um, so yeah, uh, thanks for that one, Captain, bringing us nicely, a tiny nice bow on that one. It's quite a twist. Yeah. <laughs> I was expecting expect to reel out something yeah, like, yeah. I don't know, Livy or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the a Livy TV. Man. He is a Livy man. Yeah, the TV. <laughs> the day is my enemy. <laughs> the night, my friend. Beller. Uh, okay, so... so got the, the day job, lad. <laughs> <laughs> or the night job. The over-25s right. category. <laughs> X-Factor. X Factor, yeah. <laughs> the the, um, the the pro, the feel good season. I mean, uh, we'll dig into that for sure because me and Aaron have our own ones we're going to get onto. But for sure, Wraith Rovers, um, they had the game of the season, like I said in our intro, um, on Friday night, four three at Starks Park. What a what about, game! What bloody game, Adon. Well, it's, you know, I don't often catch the the, the footy, but we, we did watch it together, didn't we? And it was it was quite a spectacle. It was quite a night, um, full of full of twists. So exciting, so exciting. I was gripped. Um, I, was you on, know, I was really gripped. Yeah. Got you know when a football game grips someone that's not necessarily a big football fan that it's it was just a good display. It's entertainment yeah, on its it own, was, it was. you know, um, and that's exactly what it was, and that is exactly what this wraith team have provided all season. Uh, I am so in love with this Wraith team like I can't express it enough they are they're the absolute uh, toast of the town right now and rightly so you know the look at the last three games the last three games are arguably the three of the most exciting games that have happened all season yeah. it's all happened at the same club 4-3 game of the game of the year week before that you had the Inverness comeback which was like okay that's in contention for maybe game of the year before uh, Lewis Vaughn 89th minute and then a 93rd minute penalty from Jamie Gullen to win the game and then the week before that, you're down to 10 men at Hamden and you come back against Queen's Park. Yeah. Like, it's just insane what this team can do. Uh, they, they're they sort of proving to themselves and to the world that they are 
going to fight until the very, very last second in every game, and they believe they can win every game. Uh, and rightly so, because they're just marvellous to watch, honestly. We're going to be turning into the Wraith podcast. Yeah. Soon, I think, like, <laughs> just love them so much. I think they're twice. They've been our intro in the last three weeks. Really? There uh, you go. Get McDermott on for the Christmas. Deserve party. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The MD. Yeah. But I Get Sam play. Stanton on for the Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> get, the, get the mate. Is that the guy that was um, the, uh, you know, um, a Wraith scandal not long ago. Oh, uh, Good Willie. Uh, Good Willie. Mentioned Val McDermott. Yeah. <laughs> Val McDermott versus Good Willie on the Christmas. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, that was it. Um, we'll finally scrape over the 100 mark on that. Good Willie. Obviously, they had a very. They, like, they signed Good Willie and they were getting trashed for it. And ever since then, they've worked really well to build this team and to, to build this mentality. And the Good Willie thing, you totally forget about it now. Mm. Totally forgotten oh, yeah, about yeah. it. Uh, and and here they are, you know, going top of the table uh, at the weekend, um, in what was a marvelous display of attacking football. Questionable at the back, and yeah, there was lapses and there was moments of not so so great quality, but they're still figuring that out. Um, I think they would annihilate uh, Aberdeen's defense right now, like mm. I actually do, and I think that they would um, they would beat Livingston, no questions asked, uh, and they would give the bottom six, most of the bottom six, a right good go. Uh, at least defensively there's still a lot of problems but I think going forward they're one of the best sides in the country right now mm. so you think Wraith would beat Aberdeen but Rangers won't that is uh... I think Wraith would beat Rangers <laughs> <laughs> Wraith would give Rangers a game right now for sure they're the most they're the most informed team in the country apparently nah. so, well Celtic aren't even nah. got beat nah Celtic got beat like you you know I know there's there's a lot of loving for them right now but it's and rarely do I follow what the mainstream yeah. story is this much but like Christ it's impossible not to ah, they I just think. keep turning up yeah and they keep just proving everyone wrong week in week out everyone's just waiting for the, the wheels to fall off the wagon and uh, those wheels have been put on correctly <laughs> apparently so um, we'll get we'll get onto it a bit later but we do have the big game Dundee United Wraith at Tanadice obviously um, massive game can't wait for that one um, but yeah, so I mean, we'll get onto our feel-good stories now. I think Aaron. Yeah. Uh, after we've both strawed Wraith one more time oh. there, <laughs> one last straw. <laughs> oh no, there'll be another one in the back. Uh, there'll be mo- plenty more to come. Uh. Don't worry, Gordon. <laughs> uh, so, uh, do you want to take the floor first? Yeah, I would love to. Story, Aaron. My feel-good story of the year: uh, Stenhouse Muir Football Club. Love it. One hundred percent. Well and truly behind the Warriors this year. Such a good story. Um, first and foremost worked there very minutely which you know has always gave me a tiny little yeah. soft spot for them in the lower leagues but that aside never won a title before um, they're five points clear at the top with only one loss all season brilliant James Betty the new signing that's came in scored a, and a massive 87th minute goal at Dumbarton at the weekend oh, all, amazing we thought they had a statement victory against Peterhead a few weeks ago but this I think eclipses that 87th minute goal 1-0 win at Dumbo yeah. um, James Berry's 95th minute goal at Spartans earlier in the year what a little bounce that was oh, for the Warrior boys yeah. Matt Aitken up top 9 goals uh, top scorer in the league and of course our main man Nat Wedderburn oh, uh, yeah. a tour legend one of our um, tour oh, man of the matches correct, yeah. back in his Dunfermline, Dunfermline days yeah. so you know you got to love seeing that guy and then of course the guy leading the whole entire charge Davy Iron. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say I mean Gary Naismith <laughs> Bit of a legend, yeah, bit of a yeah, legend, yeah. Smith. Legend, maybe a word thrown he's a, around. He's a very he's well a, known figure. A, he's forty plus Scotland cap, cult I've hero. Seen, Aye, exactly. Yeah, you know, and fair play to them. I'm loving it. I'm absolutely in on Senny this year, and I think they are on a 
after the weekend's result, are definitely en route to clinch their first title. That's fantastic. Uh, I mean, what a rundown. You know, top scorer in the league. Uh, they've beaten out the two other top dogs in Peterhead and Dumbarton. Uh, I'd agree with you as well, what you said there. Like, Peterhead, Peterhead had been really good, but I think everybody knew that that was a temporary thing, them yeah. top in the league. Uh, they were always going to struggle to hold that position down. They looked really good. They, they definitely looked like they could compete, but... Um, I think we we both said that we didn't think that would maybe last, um, and that's been proven as Stenos Muir have kind of risen slowly to the top as the season's gone on, and and just beating Dumbarton, the other sort of big money, mm. I suppose you could say. Team with them, yeah. They're not big money, but they're the they're probably the both the Compared two well off clubs in the league. Probably in the whole league two, they're probably like the biggest name. Yeah. In league two, yeah, yeah, you would yeah. say Dumbarton. Um, so. I beating those two in the last couple of weeks convincingly as well and such statement victories they are just on that that path to glory and it's just hard I don't know I don't know if other people feel this but I just feel sending such a soft spot for them yeah. there's something very likable about them I know yeah um, they very are warming to them so you know I'd rather see them win it than than many other teams that are in that league too they they 100 have a a sort of a darling of Scottish football quality mm. about them. I don't know what it is. It's because they're so unthreatening. I yeah. think no one has any grumbles with them. You know where are they from? Larbot. Aye. Like who hates Larbot? Oh, no one bring, even knows where Larbot yeah. is. Then he bring up. Um, oh, I forgot it again. <laughs> that that Canadi- the Canadian. Uh... Oh, <laughs> he's forgot it again. <laughs> Starbucks. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wendy's was my, was my attempt. I guess at pish. Wendy's and Larbert. <laughs> the first ever Wendy's to open in the UK. <laughs> it's in Ockleview. It's in the 1884 lounge. In uh, but but no, yeah, I, I totally agree. And it would be so good to see a club with such loyal following. Uh, you know, it's always that thing where I think the club you would use as the epitome of fans who stick by their team and of loyal fans is like Stenos Muir fans yeah, yeah. fans that have seen nothing, nothing and have nothing to like what have they ever had given to them by the mm. football gods a few playoff wins closely followed by relegations yeah. like that's that's pretty tough going as a yeah. football fan um, so it would be truly amazing to see um, the Stenny boys lift their first ever league title um, let's hope it happens for them great feel good story Aaron oh I'm feeling all warm inside uh-huh. How just nice. Spirits here, guys. <laughs> uh, just to add some uh, Yule log onto the fire. Uh, <laughs> Why would you put a Yule log on the fire? Is that not what? It's, it's... like a chocolate log. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and just hear them ring ting tingling. <laughs> I thought it was like the log you burned at Christmas time. It was like Yule log. <laughs> No, no, no. I actually thought it was just what it norm, was. Just normal wooden yeah, logs. Yeah. <laughs> There's like an Aaron Crow moment. A Yule log. A Yule log would sufficiently put the fire out. Oh, melted chocolate fuck shake <laughs> just like filling the room with fucking horrible smoke uh, yeah, yeah. chocolate honest. flavoured smoke very Christmas good Christmas special is happening very <laughs> good elf <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah. anyway. Mrs. Yule as, as you were <laughs> as you were captain uh, yeah anywho Yule <laughs> uh, log is twisting like, my mind up <laughs> I get the image of Mikey putting a cake on the fire <laughs> Ah, there we go, lads. Now it's Christmas. What are you doing, Dad? (laughs) Throw the Christmas pudding in there as well. (laughs) What are you doing, Stepdad? (laughs) Right, okay. (laughs) And my my feel-good story is 
It was down to one of two, actually. Uh, old allies turned rivals. It was between the Dock and the Deke, and I've chosen the Deke. It has to be said. Ooh. Oh, Derek McInnes, where art thou? Where art thou? I tell you where thou art. Thou art fifth in the Scottish Premiership table, good sir. Um, and totally deserving of that position. Killy will finish top six this year, Ooh. I think. And you know what? I think the top six is going to look very unfamiliar come the end of the season. Mm. Uh, I might just go out on a limb here and just quickly oh, predict it. it. Improvisational prediction of the top six. Celtic Rangers hearts. Celtic Rangers, Hearts, Hibs, Dundee, and Killy. That's my top six for you. <laughs> the weather outside is fine. <laughs> Get it on your Akasin. <laughs> to be fair, when you look at the league table, the only other teams that if it could threaten that is Simmer obviously doing well right now, but you know you can see that maybe going elsewhere in Aberdeen, obviously. That's and, it. And, you know, the, anyone else you can't be vouching for County or Well at the moment or saying County could have a little a little uh, sort of flurry of results they've looked good under Derek uh, Adams but I, I just think that um, expect, like Dundee and Killy are both so good this season I think they both deserve to finish top six judging off the first half of the season play anyway um, it's weird because Killy have had the very um, right at the start of the season they were the talk of the town then yeah. they sort of dissolved and now they've been brought back to they've life. Had, they've, been on, they've been on pretty good form recently. I mean, they've lost two uh, out of their last five, drawn one, one, two. Uh, so it's a pretty balanced uh, looking looking sort of record they've got right now. But the, the victories against the Old Firm just can't be overlooked. Uh, three victories against the Old Firm already this season. That's fantastic. We've beat Rangers uh, opening day, I think it was the beat yeah. Rangers. Beat Celtic in the, in the Cup uh, and now they've beaten Celtic again at Rugby Park. Um, and... The, the whole of Rugby Park is given at the old Derek McInnes and it's pissing with rain and he's running down the touchline and I couldn't help but just have a bit of you know a, a massive admiration for the man and what he's done um, I'm not saying Aberdeen ruined his career but we certainly did not help his career in the mm. end and he left Aberdeen looking very tarnished looking very weathered uh, not looking like the handsome Derek that we had certainly <laughs> brought on board mm. uh, a few years before uh, now he's got that back he's got that charisma back it feels like um, Derek has his kind of mojo back a little bit and yeah they've struggled at times this season but I just think that Killy side over the past wee while they've been playing really well and maybe the results haven't come with that but if you keep playing good football you will eventually hit that hot streak and I, and I feel like they're just the way to burst right into that hot streak now I think what you're saying as well like they've just won obviously beating Celtic they beat the Dons and now they're going to burst in this hot streak. They've got the perfect line of games to do that. Levy away, St. J at home, St. Mirren away, Dundee at home. Yeah. Like four games, I St. Mirren away maybe, yeah, but those other three ones you're thinking on paper. All winnable. All, all totally winnable. winnable. All four are winnable. Yeah, and Killy, obviously, especially over the past sort of decade, have been very much built as, as a solid defensive team, hard to beat team, which is like, it's very Derek that but now they've got this attacking flair that, that's alongside that too mm. something that is very rare how many Kilmarnock players can you like name <laughs> you know like from history mm. um, Gar uh, Stephen Naismith and Chris Boyd, Chris Boyd. But, they're Rangers you know Aye. Danny Invincible <laughs> 
Lee <laughs> Fowler. <laughs> chuck a Lee Fowler in there. <laughs> wow. Lee fucking Fowler. But my point is, for a club that's fairly big, you don't actually know many of their players because traditionally they're quite boring mm. killy but this side has is full of players that you know and that you kind of love like obviously nothing extra needs to be said about Danny Armstrong yeah. who is continuing to light up the league with his play he just needs to keep adding production like he's so good um clearly on the ball and at providing opportunities but he's he's still quite lacking the goals and the assists to go with that that being said he's, he's still picking them up you know Kyle Vassell how the hell has Derek brought a striker of that capability out yeah. of Kyle Vassell um, Stuart Finlay obviously at the back as well shoring them up Kennedy Matty Kennedy. Kennedy is having a honestly a wonderful season as well good player he's, he looks cracking like he was similar level at St Johnston he showed it in flashes occasionally at Aberdeen uh, and now he's left um he, he looks brilliant. Marley Watkins has been totally unleashed as well. Yeah. Like Mar- Marley Watkins doing all the dirty work up front, very much a, a sort of laughed at player, a parodied player, I think, in Scottish football. Like no one wants to see Marley Watkins on their team or no. Marley Watkins coming off the bench. But I tell you what, he's, he is doing a brilliant job at um, being that sort of the guy with no traces uh, on the match stats afterwards, but doing all the real hard graft yeah. that no one really appreciates. Uh, running the line superbly and, th- and that's all Derek's doing these are all players that were broken in some way before they came to Killy and he's assembled this team of almost outcasts uh, and now look at them they're absolutely flying uh, and that is why Derek McInnes is my feel good story of the season sold <laughs> yes. oh, Derek <laughs> excellent getting back at Pataudry <laughs> sometimes you must think like Aberdeen let McInnes go and you have got Barry Robson in charge and just look at that. Let's not get it. That's a whole other podcast. But that is. Sometimes I even think about that. All I'll say on that just very briefly is it was still the right decision to sack Derek at the time. At the time, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, your feel bad story of the yeah, season. Yeah, my, as, as our... The villain. The good captain said, the villain, yeah. The villain for me is Arbroath. Oh, um, yeah. Very, feel very villainised by them. I'm very <laughs> out on Arbroath. Arbroath's a team that have been one of the phrases you like to utilise, making the darlings of Scottish football. Oh, yeah. Um, and in previous years, obviously, Dick Campbell being one of the most lovable guys in the, the whole of the Scottish game, if yeah. not the yeah. most lovable guy. Um, and obviously, us ourselves, we've been there in one of our tours. We've met them. We absolutely loved our time at Arbroath. Oh, it so was great. It yeah. was a, and it's a great place to go visit and from a footballing sense. don't think I'd be up in Arbroath for any other reasons, but <laughs> I'm just out of it. Uh, let, let that... Let that fucking let ship that ride. sink. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fuck our bro. I feel like they've lost their identity a little bit, and, and that's always going to happen losing Dick Campbell. But Dick Campbell should never be leaving that football club in the way that he has. Obviously, it's something that's went on behind the scenes, but I just think that it's just such a black mark against the the football club him yeah. going in that sort of manner. Now, totally understand that our both were not in a healthy position when he was sacked. That I think they must have lost. I think it was like seven on the spin or five on the spin went out of the Scottish Cup to Spartans. Oh, yeah. So things weren't looking great, but things weren't going to be meant to be looking great this season for Arbroath. Um, and I just think bringing in Jim McIntyre has just been the... the killer such blow. Such an uninspiring uh, appointment for myself personally. And I think that was very much evident in the, in the weekend's game against Morton at home. Morton at home, your other relegation rivals and they come and beat you 2-1 in a very mundane fashion and yeah. didn't even look too great themselves. They're starting Kurt Broadfoot at the back. Um, so, 
you know, I'm really, really, really out on Arbroath. Yeah. And I think they're on a one-way ticket into League One and, and maybe even losing that that whole Arbroath image and that club that we've loved over the last few years. Yeah. And I think that's just all going to waste and they're going to unfortunately fall back into their old habits. Yeah, I mean, before they came into the limelight in the championship, they were just they were just plugging away another uh, another Stranraer, Forfer, East Fife, all these clubs that are like mid-table League 2, maybe come up occasionally and drop back down. You know, no one's really given them a second thought at all, our bro. You forget that. And you totally you, you totally forget that. Um and now look at them. I think maybe is there an element of them having that season at the top and then getting a bit over confident or, or a bit greedy maybe even that the sort of board yeah maybe think. maybe maybe dicks maybe the board maybe a little bit yeah but maybe dick himself also, maybe dick himself yeah. maybe like expecting too much and because after you have a season like that where you almost get promoted into the top flight and it's such a miraculous season for yeah. them and then it's hard to like pick yourself back up to be a team that sorry your mic went off for a second oh, okay. you can still 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 hear you no, still no 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 that one's back oh, on no, back <laughs> technical difficulties <laughs> testing 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 yeah, yeah there we go nice. we're all good um, but for a team to pick yourself back up after being second and being so close to, to winning the title in the championship where do you go from there in terms of like the next year inspire yourself to be like right we're a team that's just meant to stay up every year yeah. it can't be that no. inspiring it can't be that you can't feel that same like buzz anymore no, that you're exactly, getting from yeah. it and, and it's hard to get that back so I can understand what's happened um, but what else I just feel like now why do you Jim think pretty, is it the Jim McIntyre appointment it's, a, it's the appointment of Jim McIntyre yeah. which has put me out of it I think if they brought someone in like Scott Brown even or or even Charlie Mulgrew giving someone else a stab at it that's new because Robin Veldman well I guess Robin Veldman Paul Hartley give me a newer shot <laughs> yeah <laughs> the I dream come it. true yeah, yeah. oh totally <laughs> every bit of pattern we've made to every club official wherever we've gone on the tour is we'll be in that dugout <laughs> Scottish Cup in 2026 <laughs> every single person we've dropped that part to right. tell you what never gets a reception either yeah. but why still, should it eh? no, why should it as like, when we're like 20 year old dweebs like <laughs> like 19 years old like I'll be managing part of Thistle in the fucking, <laughs> yeah, Scottish Cup man boing boing <laughs> when are you score going to be man <laughs> bye Arbroath I've just fallen out of love checked out of Arbroath I can see why checkmate Arbroath they have, they have uh, kind of lost a bit of that that luster that they had uh, for a few seasons sorry to any Arbroath fans or anyone that was rating them and I've maybe just put a bit of a damp yeah, on the yeah. evening but <laughs> well unlucky. if you live in Angus your evening is about to get a whole lot damper because my villain of the season is Forfer Athletic and I think it's very apparent why I don't think I need to explain too much if you follow league two or the lower leagues at all for for who were um maybe one of the favorites to go I, up I maybe them. the favorite to go up at the start of the season uh, pip them to be the team that would go up between it was definitely between them dumbarton and Steny. i would say yeah at the start of the season to go up and there they are in seventh in eighth. the table eighth in the table one point above elgin and elgin have a game in hand and how much stick of Elgin got in this season yeah um, Forfer meant to be one of the big dogs in that league Forfer who have sort of danced with even going up into the championship in previous seasons mm-hmm. looking at the playoffs in league one and stuff um, it is just absolutely abysmal what's going on at Station Park and the Forfer fans are certainly not not happy bunch 
uh, calling for the manager's head on a regular basis now um, Aaron do you know who the manager is because it's an absolute name oh nope Ray McKinnon oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the four for fans absolutely hate Ray McKinnon currently and obviously you know um, what they've said is that there was a bit of a bounce when he first came along um, but the football's been dire since then um, and uh, any sort of excitement that happened when you appoint a person like that has just totally totally been lost I think Ray McKinnon's been a going on a downward spiral for ages yeah. isn't he he's been spiraling to control that guy everywhere he's been nobody's liked him no exactly so I don't know why they thought it was ever going to be a, a good signing but clubs at this level can just get so charmed so easily by a big name point proven totally call, uh, totally like, yeah yeah so Aaron, Aaron I'm just going to read out some uh, some names of some 4 for players for you to just sum up uh, truly how, how dog shit this, this situation is and tell me if you recognise any of these players like this is, you know, I'm not saying we're total experts. Obviously, if you listen uh, every week, you'll know we're not. Far um, <laughs> from it. But we certainly know our shit about players and and where they play and, and who they are, where they've been, maybe in the lower leagues. Uh, Roberto Inditi, Thomas Brindley, Josh Skelly. I've heard that name. Maybe. No. Uh, Mark Watley, Seb Ross. I know him because he used to play for Aberdeen. Uh, Ryan Patterson Andy Monroe Andy Monroe you know Andy Monroe uh, Gav Brown has credence for Andy Monroe <laughs> exactly <laughs> Gav, Gav Brown's fucking mate I'm sure I know Mark Watley as well but I don't want to put myself Gav out. Brown excellent footballer by all accounts yeah. probably listening so great see guy you, see, you, see you Monday Sen <laughs> good oh. hair <laughs> you'll hear about it if he is um, yeah and his brother for that matter so, <laughs> bloody brother bloody brother <laughs> but yeah so there you go players like there is not a single player a in there name. that makes you go oh he's good or he's on form or you know, anything like that usually when the case is with that as well is when like maybe if you read a team like that and they're sitting top you're like fair enough these are young no, lads exactly. that are doing yeah, well yeah, but yeah. this team's sitting one point off ninth and that ninth team being Elgin with no the- hope no glimmer of hope no captain no um, person that's there that, no talisman that's there to, to hold them out of the muck basically and that's very dangerous because the thing that keeps you in leagues is goals and as that player that you can sort of hang your hat on a little bit they don't have that they don't have the manager they've lost all the support of the fans um, just going to read you some comments from the forums uh, the 4 for forums that I cooked up earlier as well <laughs> yes. uh, can Ray McKinnon please let the supporters know where have the players drive determination and desire to win gone a wee uplift in form when he first came in but since then nothing this season feels like it hasn't started yet I watched Stenny's manager driving his players on even when they were three goals up, but at the moment it just feels like everyone is going through the motions. Thanks for that, Dewar McFarlane. (laughs) When's time going to be up for him? How many more weeks before a decision is made? And if it's too late, come on! We need to start winning matches, or dare I say, it will be Highland League next season. And it's true. What forums are these? Uh, four for athletic forums wow just yeah. straight up four for just fun. called football club forums the website <laughs> uh, but yeah I mean and you look at it you know I, I honestly do think that they've got a real chance of going down next season and when teams go down they never ever come up Aye, not even next season I think this season if they don't get their shit together they're, they're in trouble like Clyde as well they're only five points behind by game in hand so. yeah exactly it's worrying it's it worrying for the big four for boys and and just before we quickly move on to preview this weekend's matches 
Um, it's not the Highland League, but it's just to show you, it's just to give an idea of how mental it is when you go down. Um, the pyramid has totally uh, restructured Scottish football, like the way that the teams are, are sort of moving between the leagues. Kelly Hart, Spartans, blah, blah, blah. Um, and just as much as the team's coming down. And that's going to continue to happen for many years until the league basically balances itself out again. Mm. So the bottom, uh, the bottom five in the Lowland League, Edinburgh Uni, Gretna 2008, East Stirlingshire, Berwick Rangers, Cowden Beef, Albion Rovers. <laughs> Every team that has been relegated is in that bottom five. Wow. Every other team that was there before all sit above them. Wow, that's... It just shows you how ridiculously hard it is when you go down and the, the likelihood for for going down this season it seems not guaranteed because Elgin are so bad but uh, a club of that size going down would be a horrible thing because they are arguably before they are both rise the biggest club in Angus yeah. for, genuinely yeah. them and Breakin, um Breakin obviously having a great season themselves um, but yes very worrying times that is wild Park. to be fair that, that is wild so Ray McKinnon <laughs> Ray McKinnon officially the villain I think uh, maybe we should have ended on the feel-good stories. <laughs> Thinking about it. Gutted after that. Absolutely fucking devastated right now. Uh, but yes, we move on to something that feels a little bit nicer to talk about. The future. The exciting future of Scottish football and the weekend's action just up ahead. Aaron, let's take this bird home, baby. Let's Who's your it. first fixture of the weekend you're previewing? First fixture of the weekend that I'm previewing, I'm going to go to Morton, Greenock Morton. Nice. Um, we did just mention there that they had a, a nice little victory over Arbroath. Whether that's done Arbroath being very poor or Morton maybe going on a little bit of a resurgence potentially, yeah. they're hosting Queen's Park, managerless Queen's Park. Um, I think this is a, a massive, massive game for, for both sides for obvious reasons. If, if Morton win this, they go above Queen's Park which bring Queen's Park right into that relegation question and gives Morton a bit of hope. If Queen's Park can win this, it shows that maybe Velman was the the issue yeah. and it can get them maybe thinking uh, positively again and the new person that comes in, there's a bit of a, a happier camp that he's walking into if they can maybe pick up three points. But I think this is a very colossal game down at the bottom of the championship and it'll probably deter, determine whether Morton are going to be battling or if Morton are going to be in, in the muck. And it's going to determine as well if Queen's Park are going to be battling away with them all yeah, yeah. down there I think well. they could be. Um, but like you say, this is huge because it's going to be a big tell on how much Veldman was the issue at Queen's Park or not. Um, and also, uh, we all know Morton are terrible. I think that's pretty much established. Uh, can Queen's Park find a way to, to reignite their season before it starts to get really bad um, and look like a really unappealing job? That's a job that not many managers want to step into. Um, there's nothing to gain from that job, no. really. Um, stay up, okay. You get a you get a B for staying up. You get a C minus. You just pass. You get relegated. You're sacked instantly. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So it's not the it's not the most appealing job in the world. Um, but yeah, a very interesting tie. Very interesting tie. Very very interesting tie. For myself, I'm going to the biggest game in the country of the weekend apart from the cup final obviously and that will be Tanadice where the Wraith boys visit uh, top of the league tussle uh, tell you what if Wraith win that forget it forget it they are taking the title all the way to Kirkcaldy um, I just think that given the form right now you know Dundee United they're still winning games uh, but it's 1-0s it's 70th minute goals 
oh, they're just they're just kind of high. Uh, I feel like they're really scared of this Wraith team, uh, and the Wraith team are playing with a fearlessness uh, and a confidence that hasn't been seen at, at Starks Park in God knows how long since Danny Lennon whipped that free kick home yeah. at the Olympic Stadium. Uh, so I mean, I'm not backing each team either way. I just think it's going to be a fantastic uh, game of football. Uh, hopefully lots of goals, hopefully lots of entertainment, uh, and hopefully lots of the wacky Wraith gifts when they're like DJing. <laughs> Lewis Ferguson, uh, Lewis uh, Vaughn DJing the plates and stuff, and Jamie Gullen's one, he's got just a sledgehammer in his hand. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Triple H. Seen that. <laughs> well, maybe Wraith will get their um, match ball, their yeah. tour match ball for their third intro next yeah. week. Oh <laughs> yes, they might, that's it. Uh, that's a good one. I like that. I like that. Uh, Dun- from the Dundee United perspective, you know, you just gotta go out and win. Like that's what's frightening for them. This, like, it's all on them, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, there is. There is a lot of pressure. It's on weird Dundee because even though all the hype's around Wraith, all the pressures on Dundee United. Yeah. Um, they're at home. Uh, here, here we go. You know, you're kind of you're still winning games, but like I said, not massively convincingly. And neither are, are Wraith, but they're winning them in uh, in every way possible. You know, uh, how are Dundee United going to respond if they go one or two nil down? Mm. We know how Wraith are going to respond because they've already shown that yeah. so many times. Um, but we don't know what Dundee United are going to be like if, if maybe Wraith nick an early goal there. Uh, so that is going to be fascinating. One thing I'll say: do not bother with it on your Raka nah. at all. Do not touch it. Um, I don't know if Dundee United are a good. Place. Lewis Fergus, uh, Lewis uh, Vaughn, anytime goal scorer. Maybe. <laughs> That's the only thing I'd put for that. Uh, Aaron, your second preview of the week. Well, my second game that I'm going to now forget your Liverpool Man News this weekend. <laughs> forget Rangers versus Aberdeen. Forget oh, yeah. what he just talked about there. <laughs> Got Aki's Falkirk. Aki's Falkirk. I think this is another the, title race. The biggest game in UK. The UK. <laughs> <laughs> forget all those games. We the should just make game. really ridiculous <laughs> from now on. I think it is just a colossal. It's massive. I it's love great. the word it's colossal. colossal. It's yeah. co- coming up again. Both teams joined at the top of the table in 37 points. It's just such a huge tie. And, you know, Hamilton have now been able to put themselves in a position where they can maybe cut themselves adrift from Falkirk, which was quite unfathomable uh, a few weeks ago when they when they dropped points. I can't remember off the top of my head who it was with. Um, but this game for me is a lot bigger for Hamilton than it is for Falkirk. Oh, yeah. It's a lot bigger for, for Nackies than it is for Falkirk. And Hamilton have been scoring goals recently, which was a bit of their bugbear yeah. um, for for many weeks. When, they, when we first previewed this game, uh, when it was in Falkirk, I was like, oh, Hamilton aren't really able to score goals. They've not got that 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 striker like Falkirk do. But now they've been adding goals to the team. They've been putting teams to the sword yeah. recently and they've been just building up a lot and a lot of momentum. Um, and again, as you mentioned, if you're going to put any on your ACA, I would not be putting this game Who on would it. you back, do you think? I'm backing it. I'd be back a draw. Right, nice. I'd back a, a second draw. draw this season. Yeah, I think I think Falkirk will do enough to just keep the keep the Falkirk positivity. Yeah, there, and I think they'll keep um, keep brewing away and, and get a, get a point at Aki's at the weekend. I think you're right about um, this meaning more to Hamilton, not just because it's at New Douglas Park, but also because um, Falkirk seemingly can pick up more points against the rest of the league yeah. than Aki's. Aki's yeah. are dropping more nil nils and one ones. Uh, against the sort of rest of the teams in the league, uh, so I think that's right. Um, I think this is crucial for Hamilton to win. Yeah, if they want to really Absolutely. win the league this season. Absolutely. Uh, interestingly, just before I get onto my second preview, um, 
Falkirk are averaging 4k at home this season really yeah wow mental that wow absolutely mental and and Hamilton are averaging over a K at New Douglas Park, which they were struggling to do in the top Premier flight. League, the you fuck? know, but this is the thing. Why the hell, like, um, if we had better TV structure deal, whatever, Wraith, Dundee United, Hamilton, Falkirk would both be on the tally this weekend. Yeah. They, should, they have to be on the tally. Yeah. These are two of the biggest games in the country yeah. happening in the lower divisions, uh, but they're still two of the biggest games in the country. I would rather watch both of these two by a by a mile over St. Johnston and Hibbs even. Yeah. Like, honestly. Yeah. Um, I think you're right and just, just not to go off on too much of a tangent but you know you see the, the English game whenever there is actually a big game in like League 1 or, or League 2 and these leagues it's always broadcast show. always show broadcasting and yeah BBC Alba's good and it's it's there and that but it's, it's frustrating yeah as Joey Barton says it's not good uh, journalistic telly <laughs> watching <laughs> watching folks speaking a different language yeah yeah um, so get, get yourself watching that Joey <laughs> if you're going to get annoyed about women boy try and watch BBC Alba uh, yeah. Yeah. fucking have something to moan about them like. yeah yeah I'm sure you would <laughs> always bloody do <laughs> um, great stuff okay so my second pick um i had a few to pick from uh steny east fife crossed my mind for some reason Ooh. don't really know why <laughs> but it did two nil steny win yeah <laughs> i just think east fife might you know spoil the steny party a wee bit um east sterling albion as well but i settled on nairn county welcoming banks d up north to victoria park i like it I believe it's Victoria Park. Go and fact check for me that, Aaron. Nairn County. Uh, County. Uh, Victoria or Station Park? Another Station Park. Come on. Station Park. Woo! Double back at the end. <laughs> Got it in. Just in time. Station Park. <laughs> Beat you at the buzzer. Where's your cut off? <laughs> yeah, so Nairn County welcome. Banks OD to uh, Station Park up in Murray. Banks OD top of the Highland League right now, Aaron. Aye, uh, of, I'm sure Beacon have lost two games. Lost now. two games. Banks of D have still only lost one. Uh, Banks of D are just, uh, I, I believe they've got a decent bit of financial backing. Uh, but that team is just fantastic, uh, led by Captain Kane Winton, uh, who is just an absolute maestro in midfield for the Highland League side. Classic uh, box-to-box midfielder, ball winning. Uh, you know, he'll take the ball, he'll cover so much ground with it. Uh, led by a strike of uh, Deshaun Golding Ooh. who is absolutely banging them in as well uh, Deshaun Deshaun Golding I think he used to play for Cove really I'm sure he used to play for Cove Deshaun and then another ex-Cove man Jevin Anderson at the back as well uh, Jevin Anderson Russell Anderson's son um, actually so that's their that's their sort of spine uh, and what a bloody spine it is uh, covered up by the lovely little sauce that is getting all the, the praise for them which is Chris uh, Chris Antianazzi um, who's balling out um, quite frankly for them no other way to put it really um, Bank to D though visiting Nairn very famously one of the hardest venues to go to in the Highland League uh, Nairn sit fourth in the league as well so that is going to be a humongous game for them if they can get over the line there we could be seeing a Banks of D East Kilbride playoff for League 2 now Banks of D are a team I could get behind mm. in terms of a second Aberdeen team mm. Um that's a real that's a real team right there for you cool Uh, name as well I know we should put them on the list for going to the tour honestly Spain Park what a a wee venue that is right in the centre of town Uh, so yeah I'm back in Manx to go to Nairn uh, and take victory there and continue to establish dominance uh, in the Highland League love it I think that takes us 
to the very bitter cold end. Uh, quick nap. Have you got a nap on you? Oh God! Because I can tell you mine. I'm uh, gonna go. Quickly. If we're going naps, I'm gonna go with Martin to beat Queens Park. Okay. Martin to beat Queens Park. Uh, yeah. On the fucking doogie. Emery the ghost voice. of Veldman strikes back. <laughs> and uh, for me, I've got Duncan Ferguson uh, beating up the Arbroath lads. Uh, I think that's. I mean, that's kind of a. I'm not saying it's a banker, but it just shows you how quickly Duncan Ferguson has turned that Inverness yeah, around. You're so right. He's done a wonderful job. Um, and it was capped off at the weekend. He got sent to the stand uh, against Queen's Park uh, at Hamden, the game that led to Veldman sacking in the end. 4-1 win at uh, Hamden for the Inverness boys. Duncan Ferguson gets sent to the stand at full time. He's up there celebrating with the fans and stuff in oh. the stand. Like, the man can do no wrong yeah. at the moment. He really can't. So I'm back in Inverness to beat Arbroath at the weekend. Um, yes any closing thoughts before we officially pack up uh, before the Christmas special I'm just going to say I'm looking forward to the Crimbo special me too buckle up class bring your sunty hats bring your yule logs (laughs) (laughs) get some uh, get some ideas in we're still planning it we are still planning it yeah I'm currently contacting some folk to to come on board Uh, it'd be nice to excuse me (laughs) be nice to have an official guest on the couch uh, alongside us Christmas guest. if you think you're that guest get in touch <laughs> yeah if you think you're the guest <laughs> look text at, this number look under your seat yeah, there yeah. might be a parcel there <laughs> yeah. look behind you <laughs> uh, yeah okay um, we'll be doing a quiz so fingers on buzzers <laughs> the tits yeah <laughs> I've been jotting down a couple of ideas during the podcast have you so, yeah, class all will be revealed we'll call out each other for all the errors we've made uh, the court of oh, law yeah, the, the court Christmas court of law, court of law. Christmas yeah. court. that's pretty festive yeah, yeah. a nice <laughs> legal proceeding a Christmas court case yeah, yeah. with lugs on the fire <laughs> it's on the tree <laughs> anyway <laughs> okay I think that wraps it up ho 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 all aboard the sleigh Slay! All board the tour.